Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is David Michael. I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously Ridiculously Bored. Dave, you have that awesome early morning Barry White voice. Going. I do, I do. It's uh, it's a little early in uh, in Phoenix right now. Yeah. Thank you very much, Michael. Yeah. So, ladies, dry up your panties. I know it's it's a good thing to hear them, but you gotta let's move <laughs> Just on. Throw them, <laughs> throw them. I'll catch them. So, <laughs> oh my wife, my wife's gonna kill me for telling this story. But you know what I do all the time, right? So, in the uh, in the the rare occurrence that everything lines up and we're actually gonna have sex. Every every oh, time she takes off her panties and like tosses them, I always go like <laughs> like that. they're so wet they get stuck to the wall. I'm not kidding you. Every time, and she's like, "You got to fucking oh, stop that. That's disgusting." I'm like, "I can't." That doesn't get old at no, all. I'm sure uh, not at all. My wife hate hate hates the word panties. Yeah, I don't does not like I, it at all. I don't like it for kids. Like your ex wife used to use it for your daughter when she was like nine, and I'm like, yeah, that I don't like. I think that's a very adult thing. I think kids wear underwear, adults wear panties, right? So it's just one of those things. Mm. Okay. Um, right. Unless you're in one of those countries where it seems to be one and the same, but we don't want to talk about those. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to lose places like the Sudan and and the Albania. Um, yeah. All right. So so go ahead. we should probably talk about why we took a week off. Yes. And I guess that'll come up anyways. But uh, my dad's funeral was last Monday, which is normally when we release a new episode. And Michael flew in to Phoenix on Saturday. And that was kind of a crazy day. And then Sunday we had a celebration of life and there were like 25 people over my house. So we just had no time to actually record. So we apologize, but yes. we are back. And by celebration of life, David means celebration of how much food can we jam in our gullets <laughs> over a 12 hour period. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, pretty epic. I, uh, we went to the, the first thing I did after I picked up Mike from the airport is we went to the meat market and bought like $200 worth of like brisket and, and ribs Yep, and, uh, put it in the smoker that night so that it was ready for the next day. And it was epic. Yeah, it was really good. So that was Sunday, um, which was, you know, a happy day and people tell stories and, you know, David's dad was famous for his apple pie and his cream puffs. And so those were made, David made the cream puffs. David's mom made the apple pie. I didn't cry. I didn't cry during uh, yeah, the <laughs> Although you sound like you're going to cry now. The, the cream puffs were that good. Yeah, were they, they were actually. They were so good <laughs> that uh, one person there was eating them before you had a chance to put the cream in. And you're like, uh, I didn't put the cream in there yet. <laughs> like, stop eating those. <laughs> so what were you going to ask? Uh, I was going to ask you what you thought of the cream puffs. Honest opinion. So honestly, they were great. I mean, they were. Look, for, for people who don't know, David's a pretty good uh, cook. I, I don't know if you'd say baker, but I definitely would say no, cook, right? No, baking's definitely right? not my thing. And so, you know, you, you made everything from scratch for this. Like, literally was like whipping the um, pudding to make the filling for it and stuff like that. Right. So, they, they were awesome. I, I would have liked a little more filling on the inside, but other, like, taste-wise, they were great. The other thing, and I think it should be said, um, I helped Dave separate the eggs, barehanded, no less. 
So that's, that's something why alone. Didn't taste that good. Yeah, I hated it though. I <laughs> fucking hated it. And then the asshole said a little bit later, "Oh, I think I'm gonna need more. You got to go do two more eggs." So it wasn't yeah. just once. I had to do it. It was twice. Well, ironically, that's why the first batch didn't have a lot of cream in it. Was because I only made one one vat of pudding, and uh, so after filling the first batch, I'm like, "Yeah, we're gonna need more." <laughs> yeah, and so then the other thing was your mom made the apple pie, and she actually said it was the first pie she ever made. It was pretty fucking good. Yeah, I was- know she was overly critical of it because it was a little bit runny, but. My view was, and I stand by this, instead of cutting it out with a knife, you scoop it out with a spoon, and then you take the runny apple sweetness, um, you know, the apple sweat, as I like to call it, that has cinnamon on it, all that shit, and you just pour it on top. So, like, I thought it was great. I had no issues with it. Apple sweat. Please don't ever use that word again. My favorite term is meat sweats. <laughs> yeah, meat sweat. Well, that's what we had Sunday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, the, the funeral on Sunday, on Monday... Um, thankfully they do it early in the morning where it was still like 95 degrees, but still, uh, no, it was still 104. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> was it what you expected? Like, I know you probably yeah, more no, involved that in planning, was like, so that was like the third or fourth funeral I've been to at that cemetery and they're all pretty much identical. So it, it is a military cemetery just to clarify that. Um, you know, one of the things that as it was happening, which I, look, I went to, I think one military funeral years ago. So I don't really remember much about it. The only thing I remember obviously is like the flag thing, but it is very interesting to watch how methodical military people are, right? Like every move has an intention. Um, when they're folding the flag, they, they just give a very gentle tug to let the other guy know they're ready to move to the next step and things like that. Um, and then the other thing was, I don't know, maybe it's budget cuts, but they don't do a 21 gun salute. They did a 12 gun salute. I've never seen a, a 21 gun salute. <laughs> yeah. So I thought yeah. that was interesting. And then they gave you some of the casings from the salute, which I thought was nice. They gave you the yeah. flag that they had folded up, which was really nice. So um, it was just a, it, uh, I don't want to say a great experience because that's, uh, I think that's misleading when it comes to a funeral, but it was a very yeah. interesting experience yeah. um, now as an adult seeing that happen. So, yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the ceremony was awesome. I thought it was definitely, it was definitely like, my big thing was I just want to send him out like with the the pomp and, and stance that he you know deserves. So I think that was that was fitting, even though ironically he hated being in the army when he was in it, and uh, <laughs> and and did some sketch things while he was in there. But mm-hmm. uh, you know he talked he talked about all those stories for for decades afterwards. So so can um and I, we won't mention any names. But, you know, as you said, you had a lot of people over on Sunday and a few people came to the uh, uh, funeral service on Monday. Mm -hmm. But how would you define crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Such a fucking loaded question. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to let you handle this one because I I, I know what you're talking about. All right. So at some point uh, over the weekend, I wrote it down. I don't remember who said it or if we read it, but somewhere... Something to the effect of, I got nothing against conspiracy theories. They're great for crazy people, right? That's one of the things that came up. (laughs) So somebody over the weekend was making a very, very hard sell to me that Elvis was still alive. And I look, I have no problem believing or letting people believe whatever the hell they want, right? Your beliefs, your views, like... It's like, it's, it's in the category of like ghosts and things like that. You either believe it or you don't like, and I have no issue when it comes to beliefs though. Um, I, I might not agree with them, but I have no issues with it. 
somebody was making such a hard sell to me that Elvis was still alive, that they brought up video proof. And my argument was, look, I can bring up literally a thousand Vegas Elvis impersonators. Yeah, All of them look like Elvis from sperm all the way to fat Elvis when he died. Like you can see every category of Elvis you want to possibly see. And, and sound like yes. Him. So the 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 hard sell was <laughs> the hard sell was you're not keeping an open mind. There are <laughs> not just Elvis. There are 900 people who have faked their own deaths. And my argument was, why would somebody like Elvis fake their own death? Right? They had everything in the world. They were at the height of their popularity. They had the money. They had the fame. Why would they fake their own death? Not only that, if I remember correctly, Elvis died on a toilet bowl taking a shit. He did. So, you know, a side note, a medical friend of mine told me that guys have some vein in the back of their legs that that actually happens more than you'd think. Like oh, Elvis Jesus. was a drug overdose, but supposedly there's a vein in the back of your leg as you get older that if you're on the way out, meaning, look, you were going to die in a couple of days anyway. The pressure that you put on that vein when you're sitting could basically fucking end your life. How about that? Take the that the next time you take a shit. Yeah. So the person who's trying to convince me is holding their phone in front of my face, making me watch a video. And look, I've done that with you. I'd be like, hey, Dave, check this out. 30 second video, 45 second video. All right, let's push it. Maybe a minute and a half video. The person is arguing me that, no, you have to watch this because you will get everything you need. It's only three hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, for, I'm like, first of all, Elvis is dead. Second, there's no fucking way I'm watching this video for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> and they continued to try to get me to watch it. They're like, you got to watch the ending. I'm like, I'm not sticking around for the ending. I'm telling you now. So I just... What's your view on these hard sells when you have a belief? Do you try to let people believe whatever they want to believe? Or is there many views of your own that you try to force down people's throats? No, not at all. I jokingly say, you know, you're wrong. (laughs) But the reality is I very much believe in freedom of speech, freedom of thought. So if you want to believe something great, um, where I struggle and where I actually lose my mind is when people try and push their agenda on other people so much so that like i think you've heard it i kind of lost my cool (laughs) when this was going on i'm like nobody cares put it away (laughs) well the problem is you're you're obviously closer to this person than i am but the reason why you lost your cool is i think we finally caught eyes and i'm like this isn't stopping like i don't know what else to do without being an asshole here like you got to help me end this um so yeah yeah i'm not i'm not a fan of of people when they um they refuse to accept no for an answer and especially when something like like that is it's okay fine for for every dead person i could probably find someone on the planet that looks and sounds like them yeah okay so so m- maybe they did fake their death who cares yeah nobody gives a fuck <laughs> clearly they want like, to be left move alone on. leave them alone <laughs> yeah <laughs> like nobody cares yeah. you know it's the the you know the whole conspiracy theory thing it's just like i don't care like none of it, none of it affects me. It doesn't affect my life. It doesn't, has no bearing on me as a human. So, okay, great. You can believe that. Go off and believe that. Like, just don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to hear about it. I, I think we've mentioned this before that I basically can't cut my own nails, my toenails, right? Cause I'm fat. I got a bad back. I can't get down there. So my wife has to do it, unfortunately. Um, 
and I remind her the vows were for better or for worse. How do you wipe your ass? That that's a lot higher up. <laughs> okay. I mean, you should really ask how do I wipe the tip of my dick? I mean, that's all, that's really <laughs> far away. <laughs> that's the question. <laughs> well, how far away is your ass? No, I'm just, you know, you're you're making it sound like you're like an invalid. No, well, close. Some days I feel it. But <laughs> so I had left myself a note a couple weeks ago and it just said Father's Day nails, right, in our chat. And I couldn't remember what the fuck it was about. Oh, <laughs> so <shit>. I finally <laughs> remembered. So on Father's Day, my wife made me go get a pedicure, right? Which she's made me done here Pretty or there. Smart. Yeah. Because she's like, look, we'll get out of the house for an hour or two. Let's go do this. Then we'll grab something to eat. You know, the kids. She just doesn't home. want to cut your nails. Well, that's part of it, right? <laughs> so have you have you ever gotten a pedicure? Probably have. No, I have not, but I totally would. Really? Oh, yeah. Huh, yeah. Surprising that you haven't, actually. Um, I, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of, well, first of all, there's, the biggest problem is the sitting still, right? So that's part one. <laughs> so um, that, that plays into it for sure. And then I just feel that, because I was the only guy in there, and I, I know they get a lot of guys. I mean, I have other friends who get their nails done. and So was it, like a, was it like a typical Asian nail sal- salon where there's like, you know, 30 little Asian ladies running around? Pretty much. But I mean, my wife's a little bit of a spy, right? Because she, uh, she can listen to what they're saying, though she wouldn't tell me anything. But yeah, it's just an, to me, it's just an uncomfortable experience. Like, it's, it's so unfortunate. And I always tip like a lot more than I think I need to because I'm like, that's fucked up that you got to play with these toes. Like, yeah, that is <laughs> not a bad. win. Your day sucked. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that your wife is a spy. Um, ironically, so is mine. Um, the difference is my wife is as white as white can be. Mm-hmm. And uh, she speaks fluent Mandarin. So when she, whenever we're in like a super authentic Chinese restaurant or like she'll say like she'll be sitting in a nail salon and she can tell that they're talking about her. <laughs> it's fucking hysterical. I love it. Well, those are the best ones, right? Where so there's a video on YouTube or something that I saw that it's this, you know, Nebraska white dude. He I guess spent many years in China growing up. So he has like he he's, he's American, he sounds American, but he has perfect Chinese. Mm-hmm. And so what he was doing was he <laughs> he kept making a video of drive up um Chinese restaurants and it was ordering in Chinese, and then when he drove around, everybody was like, "What, what the, what the fuck's going on here?" So <laughs> That's awesome. it was pretty funny. Um, it's just like I've been at a place once where they were talking Italian, and they didn't know I spoke Italian, and they were trashing some lady who was in there. She looked like a whore, to be fair to them, but <laughs> they were trashing her about her basically being a whore, and I just started giggling. And so the guy looked at me, and in Italian, he's like, uh, "You understand Italian?" And I'm like. Yeah, and I and I answered him in Italian. I'm like, yeah, and I speak it too. And he was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then he just stopped. <laughs> Oopsies. So, yeah. Have uh, what are you watching? What's good? What's out there? Um, sadly, <laughs> there's this show that the my my wife wanted to put on yesterday because uh, her friends told her it was good. It was called F Boy Island. Have you heard about this show? No. It's. I stopped watching it after like 20 minutes, but I did give it 20 20, minutes worth. After 20 episodes. (laughs) No, No, it's uh, so Nikki Glaser is the host who I love as a comedian. She's fucking hysterical. We went and saw her live a couple months ago, but um, she's the host and they pick these three really beautiful women and they put them on an island with, I think it's like 20 or 24 guys. Half of them are quote unquote, like normal, nice guys. 
the other half are quote unquote admitted fuckboys. Like that they all they care about is having sex. They want no relationships. They're just they're there to do it. And there's the three hold on, women, hold on. Is there a website for this that I you can sign up? <laughs> I'm I'm sure. <laughs> I right, just go ahead. And the three women, it's like The Bachelor, you know, the three women are they go they go through the dating process and they have to try and eliminate the the fuckboys and get to like the nice guys. The problem is the nice guys don't know how to converse with really attractive women. Hmm. So are they you have nerdy all these guys or they're just guys who are uncomfortable in their own skin type thing. No, they're all they're all really good looking but the the guys that are the quote unquote nice guys, they they're just the reason why they're single nice guys is because they're not aggressive, they're not confident, they don't have all the the skills that women look for in like really attractive women look for in men, right? So all these guys that are the the quote unquote fuckboys are like smooth as shit. So so the women are like. Uh, falling for these guys and and the guys are like have like bets on like who's gonna get who and all this shit and you're just like oh this is a fucking disaster yeah, so yeah, I, I watched 20 minutes i'm like yeah, i can't i can't i want this. people to step back for a minute all this david stuff david said you think he got it in only 20 minutes i'm telling you 20, <laughs> 20 episodes uh, so let's also talk about a show so one of my think one of the things that really pissed me off is in essence shows that have no conclusion so I talk oh, about I talk about the show. It was called Billion Dollar Shipwreck. It was eight episodes. I was watching it. I love look. I love anything on the Titanic. And you know, one of the things is um, GQ Sugar Sugar Daddy. He has a watch made out of the Titanic. And at one point, he's like, he said to me, "Look, I want to leave you a watch in my will. Which one do you want?" Doesn't it like, have Leonardo DiCaprio's DNA in it? Maybe. Um, or is it Kate Winslet? I can't that's, remember. That's extra. Oh, okay. So one of the things I said to him was like, I would like that watch if I have the option because I love anything on the Titanic. Mm-hmm. So um, what was I saying? So I'm watching this show called Billion Dollar Wreck. It's eight episodes. And in my opinion, with a term like billion dollar wreck in the title, and they find the boat like the first episode. So it was never like, oh, fuck, they're never going to find this boat. They find the boat in the first episode. They go through eight episodes. They never get any fucking shit off this boat. So I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. So I hate this is like, like uh, Al Capone's vault in the eighties with yeah, Geraldo exactly. Rivera. Yes. Thank you. As we've aged ourselves. <laughs> yes. Do, do yourself a, a favor and Google search, uh, Geraldo Rivera, Al Capone's vault. He had yeah. a fucking primetime documentary episode where they found supposedly Al Capone's vault and they took the whole episode to like break down the wall that was like in front of it. And, uh, and yeah, and, and, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. They found the vault. I'll leave it at that as well. Um, <laughs> so you throw on a show that's four episodes, right? Uh, the solving of DB Cooper or the DB Cooper Something case like that, or whatever. Yeah. And as we're watching it, I, I keep saying, did they, did they figure this out? Like, cause I know this has been a mystery. Did they figure this out four episodes slash four hours later. They did not. <laughs> so we were in the exact, for everybody. Yeah. Oh, you should all thank me. You can thank me at ridiculouslybored at gmail.com. I want to hear, I want to see messages like, thank you for saving me four fucking hours. Now I can go watch Fuck Island, <laughs> whatever it's called. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a news article yesterday that said that fans of that D.B. Cooper documentary, for anyone that doesn't know, D.B. Cooper was, uh, what year was it that this happened? Was it the it 50s? Or? In the 40s or 50s, something like 40s that. 40s or 50s. D.B. Cooper um, got on a plane, hijacked the plane, um, got them to land the plane, exchange 
the people on the plane for money, $200,000 in money, which I mean, in today's money is not a lot. It's a million bucks. That's not a lot at all. Yeah. Uh, got the plane to take off again, somewhere between Seattle and Portland and then parachuted out of the plane and then was never heard from again. They never found the money. They never found him. They never found anything. Um, I don't even think they found like the parachute. Did they? They never found the parachute because they thought that was their silver bullet. They did find some of the money, but you know, there was all this speculation that he intentionally threw some money. It was like $6,000. Right. Yeah. They intentionally threw some money out to leave him on a wild goose case and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, kid rock refers to DB Cooper in uh ball with the ball. One of his, uh, yeah. one of his songs. So anyways. So the expectation was that they were going to, you know, find out more about who DP Cooper is and he probably died by then. But there's a news article I saw the other day that, people were saying that one of the old guys that they interviewed in that show was actually db cooper pretending to be a friend of db cooper's or someone who is involved in in you know that whole escapade yeah so um look i i, I loved hearing about it and i loved watching it but just a show that has no any i'd rather read a fucking wikipedia article and be done with it but <laughs> so speaking of good tv shows um, I've been, I watched, not I've been, I watched The Bear on Hulu. The so bear. The Bear, my, a couple of my cousins were talking about it. They were pushing it. I love cooking type shows and about things like that. a big fat gay guy? No, um, no, not a twink and a bear. That's, uh, something you have in your saved history, but. Oh, my bad. Um, it's also the roles we played this weekend. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so it's about a guy whose who's last name is Bertowski or Bukowski or something like that. So his nickname is The Bear. And he's a chef and he had to go back to his small, t- uh, he had to go back to Chicago, not a small town. He had to go back to Chicago because his brother died and he went to take over his restaurant. Not spoiling anything. First 10 seconds are, they say he came back to Chicago because his brother died, right? So, um, it's just like the movie Memento. I'm like, so the guy gets shot and people are like, what the fuck? I'm like, that's how the movie starts. <laughs> like the guy literally gets <laughs> shot in the opening scene. Um, so it's a cooking show and it's, it's really well done. And is this a documentary or no, like it's, a not, live? So it's, it's a TV show, just a normal, normal uh, show. Okay. Yeah. Normal show. Right. So it's not based on a true story or anything. No, like that. not, uh, not that I know of, but I don't think so. So the first episode, so they're about 35 ish minutes each. And there's only eight episodes. So it's instead of watching DB Cooper shit, you could have watched this. You could have watched the whole season. The first episode is so chaotic and so frenetic and so fast paced. I'm not kidding you when I say this. It felt like it was three minutes and the episode was over. Hmm. It was amazing how fast paced it was. And the other thing that they did in episode seven, which is really interesting, is he basically the beginning is him walking on the street and then he walks into the restaurant. Once he walks into the restaurant, the next 20 minutes are all one continuous take. So the camera is constantly moving around the restaurant. It never stops recording. So that was awesome. And it's, it's really, really good. I like the show a lot. It's not like, I don't think any particular episode I walked away and I was like, Oh my God, this is the greatest fucking show I watched. But every episode I was like, Oh, I can't watch. I can't wait to watch the next episode. Mm Mm-hmm. So for people cool. looking for something to watch, the Bear TV show on Hulu. Um, and for the one person that I offered to uh, share my Hulu login, though, if Hulu, you're listening, I didn't offer that. I, nobody would do that. Um, and it was turned <laughs> down. I hope this makes you want to use it. And then when you ask me again, I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. So, yeah. um, all right. So, so, David, when you're on the road 
and your your car is a pretty so your truck is a pretty big truck, and yes. so it is possible you might do this and not realize it. Um, one of my one of my friends' dad drives an eighteen wheeler. He once clipped a car, and like you see in some bad videos, he clipped a car, kind of got stuck in the back, and he didn't even know it was there. Like oh, some Jesus. driver had to come yeah. up and be like, uh, "There's a fucking car yeah. attached to your truck." <laughs> I've seen I've seen videos like that yeah. where it has no clue. How do you feel when a driver who cuts you off is clearly, clearly in the wrong, but they're the one who overreacts. They're the ones who has the road rage. And I'm going to give you an example of exactly what happened. I usually just lean my arm into the horn and hold it there for like five minutes. Do you have a, does your truck, I don't remember, does your truck have a good manly horn? Oh yeah. Because my oh, yeah. Subaru is like, beep, beep, a beep, beep. Like that doesn't do anything. <laughs> People are like, is that my alarm? Is something ready in the oven? Like what's going on? Um, GQ used to have a car that was, um, you can, you'd have to, pe most people on this listening to this are going to have to Google it. It was a Geo. Geo. Oh, geez. I remember. Was it a Geo Metro? Geo Metro, which is so, basically. a three-cylinder car that yeah. costs like $3,000. It's basically, oh no, might even been the car before the Geo Metro. But it's basically as if a Jeep shit out a car and then that car shit out a car. That's the kind of car it is. It's super small and stuff. <laughs> he put a truck horn in his car. Oh, that's so amazing. you see this little, little dinky car and you shit yourself because it's like, burr, burr. <laughs> so that was great. But my, my, my point is, is there's an entrance on the highway near me where it becomes a pretty solid white line pretty early. So meaning you got to get over and you sit in there, which cars, cars can't cross the white line, which I always find weird in Arizona that cars can cross the white line to come in and out of the HOV lane, right? In New York, yeah. in Connecticut, you can't do that. If there's yeah, an HOV there's like lane, certain you gotta entry wait. points. Yeah. yeah. There's but, no no entry or exit points. So you yeah. would never be able to use it if you couldn't cross the white line. Yeah. So th there's the white line and I'm driving to get on the highway. This person comes in and granted, they throw on their blinker, but my biggest argument is Throwing on your blinker does not mean, fuck you, I'm just going to do what I want. Yeah, right? it doesn't Which give is, you the right away. Right. It doesn't automatically mean, well, I'm just going to move over, even though half of my car is in the middle of your car. So the person starts trying to move in. I beat my horn. They fucking move over a little bit, and they like continue to try to get in. I'm like, nope, not letting them in. So I basically drive onto the highway. They, they almost drive into the shoulder. Their problem, not mine. And then <laughs> the whole time they're behind me now on the highway, the entrance and stuff, they're fucking like, you could tell they're cursing up a storm. She's giving me double middle fingers, stuff like that. And I'm like, I did nothing wrong. Like, granted, I didn't go out of my way to do something nice, but I did not literally did not by the letter of the law. I did not do anything wrong. So I was curious how you react. My reaction now is I really enjoy this reaction because they they think I've gone like uh, atomic. I just start mouthing and don't say anything. So it looks like I'm actually yelling at them, but I'm not doing anything. I'm just doing this in my car, which is me just moving my mouth with no sound coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Glad you, you got that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I had to say something quickly. Michael, otherwise like he was blowing air. the microphone for a second there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with situations like that. Where, where I run into a bigger issue is I'm in the middle lane and my exit's coming up in like a mile or less, right? So I want to get over. So I put my blinker on like a, you know, like you should. And then the guy who is two car lengths behind me in the lane I'm trying to get into 
sees my blinker and then floors it. Yeah, speeds up. Uh, so when when that happens, I cut people off. I immediately move in front of him, and then he has to jam on his brakes and then beeps his horn. I do that on purpose because it it was it, it's not like he was speeding up before I put my blinker on. I l- was looking at him as I put my blinker on. I looked through the mirror on the right hand side of the car. I put my blinker on, and then you immediately see him start to speed up. Then that's that's where I'm like, nope. I'm going and I have a big truck, so you you don't have a choice. You just, you have to kind of just like jam on the brakes and get out of the way. Otherwise you're fucked. It's one of those that you can tell when somebody didn't see you and somebody's being overly aggressive and defensive for no reason. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, my other thing is I, um, if a car will not get out of the high speed lane, um, I know the uh, oh, I fucking the police like People to call it the can... left lane. In Australia, yeah. they call it the right lane, but they don't get out of the high-speed lane. Uh-huh. I will eventually go around them and intentionally cut in front of them without oh, yeah. putting on my oh, blinker. Yeah. Just one hundred percent. Not where I'm going to yeah. hit him or anything, but just to it's send just to a make message. a point. Yeah, just to make a point. Yeah. No, lane. I do that all the time. Um, it's funny because somebody on Facebook a few months ago posted like, you know, who it, it's, it was in one of those, am I the asshole like groups, AITA where someone says, you know, someone was, you know, camping out in the left-hand lane and I went around them and then I cut them off and they started beeping at me. Am I the asshole? Um, half the group responded, I'm doing the speed limit. If you don't like it too fucking bad, go around me. And then the other half of the group said, you know, like, I hate when people camp in the left-hand lane. They think that they can police and patrol the speed limit on, on the freeway when you know, shit like that happens. Uh, the reality is, and even a police officer will tell you, camping in the left-hand lane actually causes more accidents. And it's actually it, illegal. You, yeah, you're supposed it, to move over as soon as you pass somebody. Yeah, and there's signs all over the freeways. Any decent freeway will say, like, you know, passing on the left only. But people still do it. I don't get it. I don't understand. Random comment, random question, not comment, random question. Your favorite sign on the freeways. Favorite sign? Yeah, what's your favorite sign? I'll tell you um, what mine is. Usually uh, Starbucks, next exit. <laughs> Minimum speed 40. That's my favorite sign on the highway. Why? Because it, a lot of people go faster. <laughs> so it encourages people to drive faster when you see that. My uh, favorite sign on the highway. I don't really have, I mean, the, the max speed limit out here is 75. So there's not a whole lot of people typically drive way faster than they should. Um, ironically, when I drive from Phoenix to Denver, sometimes I'll go through Utah. Once you get on the I-70 in northern Utah, the speed limit is 80. There's and stretches in Montana that have, it says no speed limit, just drive. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's I, I love it because, I mean, because everybody does this if the speed limit is 75 eh, i can get away with like somewhere between 80 and 84 right yep and then if the speed limit is 80 i can get away with 85 to 89 you never want to go 90 because that's like a whole number that's like 10 over the limit you don't want to go 10 over the limit you want to go nine over the limit i'm relatively sure when i drove on the autobahn nine nine years ago the year my daughter was born we went over to germany i'm pretty sure i had an erection the whole time <laughs> I was flooring it as we were doing like hundred mile distances in like 70 minutes. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> and I had a Volkswagen or an Audi. I think it was an Audi. Um, so it handled beautifully on the road. Yeah. It was awesome. Awesome. Experience. Uh, Audi's drive. Nice. All right. So David, you know, this was going to come up and it wasn't you. So I'll be fair. Stupidest comment that was made while we were at your house this past weekend. <laughs> 
Is this when we were blowing up the mattress? It is when we, when you and your son <laughs> were blowing up the mattress. Do you want to tell it or do you want me to? No, I'm not saying it. <laughs> so David and his son were using one of those air mattresses, right? That you lay the mattress out, you get the motor, which anybody who's ever done this knows it sucks air from the outside and pumps it into the mattress. And your son asked, how do I make air? <laughs> 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 which he immediately heard me start laughing and immediately turned to me because he saw me go and pick up my phone and he <laughs> said, do not write that in your fucking notes. He's like, do not write that in. I'm like, oh, it's going in the notes. I'm like, because that comment is amazing. Um, I could I told not him, stop I laughing. I said, see, this is, this is what, it's, what it's like to live near and be around Michael because anytime you accidentally say something stupid, you pay for it for the next two to three weeks. Yes. You are, um, it is blood in the water. And you can't remember your fucking phone number, but you remember shit like that for eons. Yeah. So speaking of phone numbers, my wife's number is a, a repeating sequence, right? So the first three, it's only one higher for the second three. I have consistently remembered the wrong first three, which means I give the second three wrong as well. So, well, smartphones are the worst thing for I think memory in general because if you don't, it's your your brain is like just about any muscle. If you don't use it often, it starts to atrophy, right? And and memory specifically. Remember back in the day, I still remember my phone number from when I was in when we had the hardline phones and when mm -hmm. I was in like you know grade school, right? Um, but ever since smartphones where they store 6,000 numbers, you never have to remember someone's number. You just look for their name and then you're good to go. Right. Um, if it wasn't for our supermarket, our grocery store pin to get like the points, the fuel points, cause it's tied to my wife's number. I wouldn't know her number. I would not know her number, but I have to punch it in every time I go to the grocery store. So I'm convinced that that's the only reason why I know my wife's telephone number. So it's funny because not just like I remember my number growing up. I remember your number growing up and I remember mm -hmm. most of my friends so bad though that one time I forgot my phone at home and I was somewhere and I had to call big daddy. I actually had to call his parents number and be like, uh, I need your, your son's number. I don't, I don't have my cell phone. <laughs> I have no fucking clue what his number is. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I had a, thankfully I remember that number so I could call it. All right, so I want to I want to talk about my trip out there last week. So I took a fucking ass early flight on Saturday. Mm -hmm. I took a red eye on the way home Monday. Which, by the way, I never got to thank you for coming out. It was nice yeah. to see you. It was also awesome to have you there. You're welcome. I mean, the one time I thought you were going to thank me, your mouth was full, and I don't want to interrupt you. So I let you, <laughs> you and me finish. Yeah, exactly, Dick. <laughs> um, so I want to talk a little bit about air travel because I, I don't understand a few things. And look, I know I'm a big guy. I know that when I go in the, the bathrooms on planes, you know, I'm filling it up size-wise more than like my kid would or somebody, my wife would, things like that. How have bathrooms on planes not evolved in a hundred fucking years? How are they the same size? Well, not only that, you and I were watching something on Netflix where, I think it was on Netflix or maybe it was on YouTube, where they showed a flight from like 1972 and i kid you not it looked like something out of lifestyles of the rich and famous and it was just a normal economy flight 
the flight was spacious. The, the, what do they call them now? The flight attendants <laughs> were like serving trays of food with menus. It was like a restaurant experience. Let's in not the forget air. the smoking, the smoking. Oh on yeah. The, plane the smoking as well. <laughs> was pretty bad, but how, how has air travel in general regressed so much in 50 years? I mean, it is so gotten to the point where it's 10 times more expensive than it ever was back then. And you get 10 times less shit than you got back then on an airplane. What the yeah, fuck? And back then people used to wear suits and dress up to go on planes. Yeah. Now it's it even on planes where people wear nice clothes on. And if it's a longer flight, I see them go into the bathroom and change into like pajamas basically. Yeah. Do you remember the old DC tens where it had two levels? And like, you know, economy was on level one and then you would go up the stairs, the spiral stairs. And then level two, there was a fucking bar with a bartender. And then there was like first class and like, uh, I guess, whatever business class. Yeah, I think we've talked about that before. Some of the international planes still have that, um, those flights. But like the other thing is like, you're telling me they can't give up one fucking row of seats to make every bathroom a little bit bigger. And, you know, when I leave out of Westchester Airport, which is an old military base, the planes out of there tend to be pretty small and, you know, they bring you to a hub somewhere and then you get on a bigger plane to go wherever you're going. Like I can't even stand up in the bathroom. I literally cannot stand up in the bathroom. No. So I just don't get it. The other thing that I don't understand now. So a lot of planes have Wi-Fi um, options now, right? And for the longest time, GoGo Air was the company that really dominated that market. Right. And not only did they dominate it, but they fucking made you pay like they dominated. So it was yeah. like, Oh, New York to Florida, $35 if you want Wi-Fi when you're on this flight. Two-hour flight, three-hour yeah. flight. <laughs> Delta now has smartly, Delta's like, you know what? The Wi-Fi is there anyway. We'll charge people five bucks per flight. You can have fucking Wi-Fi, five bucks. You can't stream heavy stuff, but you can get access for five bucks. You can get some light wi uh, Wi-Fi stuff. The biggest thing that they say on every call is no Wi-Fi calling. You can't do Wi-Fi calling. Question to you, why would that be? I have no idea. I'm just asking. Uh, well, I mean, it's annoying. I don't want to fucking sit there and listen to some guy have a conference call with his, with his work. So I've do you actually think that's done the only that reason? Before. I think that's the only reason. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not like streaming video. It doesn't take up a whole lot of bandwidth talking actually, um, audio from like a phone. It actually is, is very optimized for, for internet and, uh, and cell towers. So it's, it doesn't take up a whole lot of bandwidth, but who the fuck wants to sit there and listen to somebody else have a, an out loud conversation in a in a tube it's like worse than sitting in a tube when somebody's smoking you know what's funny is i never thought that's the reason <laughs> really i was just like fucking rules it's rules <laughs> they're just fucking making rules no i think it's common courtesy man i've been i've boarded a plane where somebody was in a like a fucking meeting and i'm sitting next to them and i'm like are you fucking kidding me like come on pinch it yeah cut it off um you say the same thing when you use this bathroom stall <laughs> to the person next to you. All right. So I'm going to take that one off my anger list then. Okay. All right, here's another one. Why do you have to have, uh, so I, sorry, I think I know why, but I want to talk about the, the differences here. When the plane's going up and the plane's going down, you have to have mm -hmm. the tray tables up and the seat mm -hmm. backs up, right? Yeah. I get it. Reason is safety. So you can get in and out if you have to. If well, the they're the most crashes. dangerous right. parts of the flight. Correct. The Every plane. pilot who I've ever met has said, the most dangerous flight is the the most dangerous part of the flight is the takeoff and the landing. Everything mm -hmm. else is is usually not much issues unless you hit a bird, but not much issues. So I get the tray table up, I get the seat back up. 
So my question is, why do the armrests have to go down? Why shouldn't those be up as well so the seat is clear for the three people? Uh, I've never actually heard someone say that the armrests had to be down. No, they do. Yeah, tray table's up. Because when my wife up, and I sit next down. to each other on a flight, the armrest is always up. Even when you're not supposed to, I'm telling you, they, they say it. You're just breaking the rules because you're a rebel. I am a rebel. All right. Another thing. Why can't I use my phone on the plane? Not talking. Why do I have to put on airplane mode? Is technology... If I fucking send a text to somebody, which is allowed through Wi-Fi, if I'm just using my phone on cellular, it could fuck up the captain's information is what we're told. Uh, How in this day and age is that possible? I don't think anymore it is. Um, You have to understand how Wi-Fi and cell tower um, technology works. They use a frequency band. So like you'll hear things like 2.4 gigahertz or 5 gigahertz. That, that is the amplitude of the, the, the radio wave that's coming from your phone to the tower. Uh, I believe that some of the equipment, remember, it used to be all the controls in the front of the plane were hardwired to every other control in the plane, including the wings and all the shit in the back of the plane. Nowadays, they use um, Wi-Fi technology for a lot of that stuff. So, you know, controlling the rudder or controlling certain things of the plane, their backup Maybe hardwired, but their their normal base of operation might actually be using one of those frequency ranges to control certain elements of the plane. Um, it's rare that your cell phone could cause an issue, but it's also a, a one probably a one in a million chance that it could, and that's probably still too high of a risk. Gotcha. So um, you're explaining. Just thank you for explaining how Wi-Fi and stuff works, because this is my view of cellular technology and Wi-Fi and things like that. Why is it taking so long for this text to go through? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. And so the last one, which I heard this this time coming to you, I don't know if I've ever heard this before. Might have just missed it. I'm not a smoker, so I'm, I might have missed this. They said you're not allowed to do smokeless tobacco. on, So you can't do dip, chew, whatever you want to call it, on a plane. Yeah. Why would that be? Uh, I would guess it has nothing to do with the tobacco and has more to do with the fact that you need to spit somewhere and people were probably didn't have a cup or a place to spit. So they're spitting on the plane and and making the plane kind of nasty. Gotcha. Yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. It's a, it's a good theory. I just, I first, I don't first time from memory that I heard them say no smokeless tobacco. on. If you are a flight attendant or a a pilot on an airline, please uh, send an email to ridiculouslyboard at gmail.com. Let us know if we're right or wrong on these things. Yeah. And also, um, include how many times you've joined the mile high club. Um, that's just for me though. So I read an article a couple weeks ago about, um, how frequent flight attendants talk about who the hottest person on the plane is. So if it's a group of females, uh, they talk about who the hottest guy is on the plane. Or if it's a group of guys, they talk about who the hot, and they have a nickname for it. And I don't remember what the nickname was, but it was interesting because the article was like, if, if, uh, if a flight attendant ever refers to you as this, just know that they think you're the most attractive person on the plane. So they actually have a name for it. Was there any correlation between, them having that name for the person and them taking care of them in the bathroom type thing. 
Uh, or was no, it just? And, and it said nothing about fat guys either. So I apologize you. for. Well, because they, they would, when they're talking about me being the hottest guy on the plane, they wouldn't call me fat guy. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. that's rude. But if they want to, they can. <laughs> okay, Peter um, Griffin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Peter Griffin's great. Um, all right. So I, I don't know if you know what comes to mind for one of like your worst moments, right? But what I can appreciate with me and my friends, just like with me and you, when somebody does have a worst moment, we never let him forget it. <laughs> so I'm going to give you an example. It's maybe, maybe 10 years ago. We're all watching me and a bunch of my cousins are all watching another guy's some wedding videos and some wedding pictures and stuff like that. You know, he's flipping through them on the TV, showing them to us. And maybe about seven or eight photos in a row. It's like husband and wife, father sitting, husband and wife, father sitting, husband and wife, father sitting. So, and it's like all over, like they're on the bed, taking a photo of the father sitting, just standing in front of the bed, the father sitting next to him. The father's they're like hovering in, in all of these photos. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, hold on. You don't want this to be your worst moment too. <laughs> so they're at the hall, they're standing, the father sitting in the, the side of them, things like that. So finally, my cousin Nostrils says, why is your dad sitting in every single photo? To immediately the guy to flip to the next photo, which is a little bit further back, and you see that the father's in a wheelchair. <laughs> none <laughs> of the other photos, none <laughs> of the other photos, you didn't see the wheelchair. You just saw the guy what looked like he was sitting. So both of my parents had their 79th birthday this week. They're two days apart. Um, and so I went on yeah, one I of saw the, the pictures. Yeah, went on one of the birthdays, because we usually do them on the same day. We went to the nursing home where my mom is, and she was in a wheelchair, which she's been in for a while now. And so I sent the photo to my cousins and I'm like, nostrils, before you ask, the reason why she's sitting is because she's in a wheelchair. <laughs> and people are like, oh my God, I cannot believe you. Like his worst moment and you just keep bringing it up. I'm like, yeah, that's great. So um, I just, I just love moments like that, that, well, first of all, you got to, you got to be spiteful like me and actually remember them, right? That helps. Um, and then bring them up any chance you get. And that is, why um, Dan Lebertard says making fun of and giving your friends a hard time, male friends a hard time, is actually basically saying you love them. That's yeah. the, the the way the way <laughs> well, men shit. show love. After this weekend, I feel really loved. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the la I got one more thing. Do you have anything? I don't. All right. So the thing I want to end on, I heard this term this week, and I'll ask you if you know what it is. Probably can figure it out. Have you ever heard of microwave blue balls? I have not, but I, I'm guessing it has to do with uh, you're eagerly waiting for your food to be cooked in the microwave and then you get it out and it's still cold on the inside or something like that. Good guess, but no. So it has a little bit more to do with kind of fat shaming and someone like you who's pretty fit. I'm sure you're like, I can eat whatever the fuck I want, whatever the fuck I want, no, right? No, definitely cannot. <laughs> but fat people have this very difficult task of when they get the munchies late in the night and everybody else is asleep, as your microwave timer counts down, you always shut off the microwave with one second left so it doesn't beep, right? <laughs> and so you're basically giving the microwave blue balls. That's what I heard. I heard somebody describe it today as that, and I'm like, that is fucking amazing. Oh, okay. All right. So <laughs> with that, I'm Michael Carter. And I'm David Michael. And we are Ridiculously, Ridiculously Bored. bored.